Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is why a good conveyancer can save you money. So we're talking, we've we've got back on the show, Melina from Coots at Campbelltown. Melina, welcome. Thank you. And we are going to run through why good conveyancer can save your money. And now the reason is, is, is in the scheme of things, you know, people don't like paying up front, but when you can see the value that someone can bring to you and pay for themselves and their services, it is more than worthwhile. I True. will open up with a story, a little backstory of Melina helping me with a, a property purchase. It was in, it was during one of the COVID lockdowns. I'm not too sure of, of which one, but the the person who was selling the house, that's the vendor. Yep. The vendor was selling the house and wanted to vacate quickly because the borders were closing up again and they needed to get up to, I believe they were getting, he was going up to Queensland. Yeah, and I think so. he needed to get up there. Um, he wanted to get up there before the borders closed. So what he said, he said, I got to get out in a hurry um, and he didn't have time to move a lot of all of his possessions out of the house, which meant that we, um, on the contract of sale, believe it was meant to be a vacant possession. There was a lot. There's two things he's done with this transaction. I don't even remember. The first one was this part was I came back. We came back to you and said, Melina, um, we have an issue. There is a lot of possessions still left in the dwelling, which is an issue for us, which means we, you know, we're going to move them all out onto and get them removed. And I believe it was your negotiating skills with the opposing conveyancer solicitor that allowed us a reduction, was it? A rebate reduction of yeah. $2,000? Yeah. Off the price. $2,000 off the purchase price and for us to remove all the all the rubbish. We ended up actually... I don't know if I told you this. So we re- we, we negotiated that. You negotiated the $2,000 off the purchase price, yep. which is fantastic. We thought it was going to be a couple of trips to the tip. However, in further research of the area where we bought this, the council actually provides the free curbside collections so i think one was used and we're able to get rid of most of that stuff in the curbside collection which meant we could get rid of that for free which means you negotiated and you know the price of a conveyancer you know you're paying for yourself when you do stuff like that (laughs) the second thing you did that saves us a lot of time and a lot of money and is a great little little property tip for people is the early access during the cooling off and no during the settlement yeah after cooling off after cooling off Mm -hmm. early access during the settlement now because this person was vacating you still allowed us he was an older gentleman you negotiated early access during the settlement period now what that allowed for me to do i went through and i was able to not inside the house he had his stuff in there fair enough but went through the whole garden and did the whole garden remake pull everything out absolutely strip everything bare redo the redo the lawns redo the garden beds turf all that kind of stuff so when you have like that two or three weeks within the settlement period and not when i'm owning the property you've basically saved three where three weeks of rent now say that say that rents for 500 bucks a week there's there's three weeks there so 1500 bucks there and you saved yourself and you saved us two grand on the negotiating of, of moving the stuff out. Now, there's a bit of manpower and there's a few hours in labor that obviously isn't priced <laughs> up. But 
you know, you pay for yourself. So that's why I thought that's a good story of how you've saved me money on one example or two examples on one property purchase, but why a good conveyancer can save you money. Now, I'm hoping you may have prepared a couple of little um, tips, tricks and points as to how you can save the people out there money. Definitely. Real life examples as well. This is is the kind of stuff I do every single day. Yep. Um, A huge one, which is really prominent right now, is negotiating a land tax adjustment. So some contracts are marked land tax is adjustable. And what this means is that the vendor requires the purchaser to make a contribution towards their land tax bill on settlement in addition to the price. Why? Yeah. So the reason is land tax is payable on a calendar year basis to the government. If you sell your property in June of that year, the government does not give you a rebate for that six months that you didn't own the property. You're still liable for the full year. So the yeah. only way they can recoup that is by trying to get it from the buyer. Yeah. But when is my land tax? This is this is as well if you're over the land tax threshold. Yeah. So you have to be a vendor who pays land tax yeah. um, in order to get a portion back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would see this a lot with developers, uh, builders, or even just people that own multiple properties, investors in general, right? So because they've sold the property and they've had to pay the land tax in full to the government, they want a portion back and the only way to get it is from the buyer and, and by marking the contract so land I'm tax So I'm paying adjustable. that in June for the full year until so the So no, you're year. paid at the start of the year yep. for that year. Okay. So and if you then go on to sell it partway through that year, yep. you don't get any of it back. You're up for the full cost. You might sell it in February. Oh my You've God. You've had to pay the whole thing. Wow. Okay. Yes. That is huge. But as the buyer, yep. you're like, why would I pay that? I don't want to pay to your land tax bill. Sorry you sold the property early in the year and you have to pay the whole thing, but not my problem. So it's a different perspective depending on whose side, right? Who you're acting for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did not even think of that. That yeah. is unbelievable. It's wow. real sneaky she's as well. Me, she's hitting me with the um, facts, the knowledge. Yeah. Um, so we would successfully negotiate to have that clause removed on behalf of the purchaser so that they don't have to make a contribution at all because that's not fair, right? But then when we're acting for the vendor, we would put that provision in immediately right from the outset in the contract and then it would be up to the purchaser to try to negotiate that and the owner at the time to decide whether they agreed or not. How successful have you been? Like Very. For, for both cases? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. But it, say in New South Wales... If I own a lot of it, that could potentially be... A, a, thousands of dollars. Yeah, tens yep. of thousands even. Tens depending. of thousands of dollars even, yep. Wow, and do you... That's cool. You just sort of not sneak that in there, but you put that in there and, and you've been pretty successful with it. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff, right? I didn't even think of that. I didn't even... I did not even think Nobody of that. Nobody ever does. When I explain this, they're like mind blown immediately. Yeah. Talk about value. Okay. Yeah. What's next? So on along the same lines, when you're acting for a buyer, there are clauses in a contract that impose penalties if the buyer doesn't settle on time. Now that's fair, right? If settlement doesn't happen at your fault or something related to you that should have happened on time, it didn't, Vendor has remedies available to them, penalties that they can impose. However, a good conveyance that can save you money by from the outset negotiating those penalties out or reducing those penalties. Okay. So if it happens, which surprisingly it happens sometimes quite it a does. bit. Sometimes it does. People sure. leave things to the last minute, 10 For days external cooling external factors, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you negotiate that from the outset on a worst case scenario and then that worst case scenario happens, immediately you've saved money. So for example, there is an interest clause that is in every single contract that says, if you don't settle on time as the buyer, the purchaser can charge you 
interest on the price less a deposit computed per day from the day it was meant to settle until it actually does. That rate might be 10 or 12%. If you can negotiate that rate down to 6 or 8%, you have just saved them hundreds of dollars, depending on the price of the property. Per day. Per day. Wow. Okay. That is. And the funny thing is, is that you, as uh, the the great conveyancer you are, you (laughs) are already checking the contracts for this. Yeah. And me as the purchaser, I'm just here like... Don't this, even know that you're yeah. doing this for... That this is, is the best part, right? I would usually negotiate things and then tell them later that that's how the contract now looks. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that is... That's fantastic. Yeah. The next one's not necessarily contract related, but a good conveyancer in terms of that knowledge base is someone who can explain to you and and tell you what options are available in terms of stamp duty concessions, exemptions, or grants. So for stamp duty, they can talk to you about eligibility. Are you eligible? Now, if you are, that would save you thousands of dollars, thousands. And I actually have had people come in not knowing as first home buyers that they could be eligible for discounts or exemptions from stamp duty. And you you get to ring them up and tell them like the, sure. those 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 concessions like 10 50 like they're a lot of money they're sure. not just yeah tens of thousands of dollars so that's pretty cool oh yeah that'd be that would be awesome to yeah. to to make that phone call but also great that yeah I, I i i can't believe the the value that that like crazy yeah because, you know, it's a lot for, especially a first-home buyer, to go and do their research in terms of what incentives are available. A good conveyor already knows. Yeah, and they change all the time. They do change They're changing all the time. at the moment. They're changing at the moment. So. Watch this space. You guys are up to date with that. We, Absolutely. That's, another po- that's a, definitely another pod. It is. That's another pod for another day. But it is. Yeah, um, great. I've got a couple for uh, just a vendor as well. So when you think about acting for the vendor, acting for the seller. And we spoke about this in the last podcast a little bit as well, but, but a good conveyancer will make sure that all of those prescribed documents are in the contract. All of those documents that legally have to be there are there because otherwise contracts cancelled by the purchaser, by the buyer, and deposit goes back to them. So that loses the vendor money, right? A deposit which would otherwise be forfeited to them has been returned to the purchaser. The vendor probably doesn't even know that they have lost that deposit because something didn't go in the contract that should have been there. Yeah. Pay peanuts, get monkeys. Right? You get what you pay for. Yeah, that is... Yeah. Can you imagine like them not attaching one document or something and like... That being the issue and it could be oh. as simple as that. It really could like be. Like 10.7 or something. For sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's all these requirements that changed a few years back concerning GST as well. So where a vendor is actually um, liable to pay GST, the withholding process changed. So a good conveyancer will ensure that those requirements are met. Otherwise, it could result in a really big issue with the ATO. Oh, my God, imagine. No. ATO coming from the GST sale, 10%. Just immediately thinking of that emoji with the dollar signs. It's like oh. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. I, I'm just trying to think as well. Is, is, do you got one more? No, gonna, that's all Okay, one. that's it. Cool. Yeah. We'll wrap up. But I was just thinking as well, I think there was a case where we had an issue with the real estate agent listed um, in the ad, he listed a certain square meterage land size. Do you remember this? I remember this? this. Now it's all coming back to me. I do. He So 
the real estate agent had listed the land size and the land size that he'd listed was over the threshold required by council to do a jewel lock, right? Now, when you do that, you bring in a lot of people. When people know it's a development site, they go, oh yeah, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna come through. Um, and then I think it turned out the... The, um, the deposited plan? The deposited plan at the back of the... Con- would show um, the old school... Yeah, the measurement. So it was in perches, which yes. you then convert to square metres. We worked that out and we worked out... I can't remember off the top of my head what the difference was, but Nor it brought I. it below that threshold. <laughs> and what our... Like, what my issue is with that is that... He advertised it, that's a duplex site. And then I reckon, I think on auction day, not on auction day, on the first open home had something like seven offers. And everyone's probably making those offers based on, like there might be a few home buyers, there might be a few developers in there or builders that go, okay, I know it's the GP, it says X, Y, Z. However, when you go back and you look at the contract like you did and you and you find out that it is that it is smaller than what was advertised, I believe I believe there was a reduction in sales price. I believe we ended up negotiating a reduction in sales price. Yes. Do you remember what it was? No. Ten grand. Was it really? Yes. Amazing. I could probably pull that up on emails, but now that same that one totally I I, I remembered the one about the rubbish, but that one totally I forgot about. And the important so, thing is yep. we discovered that in the cooling off period. So you could have walked away. If your Correct. intentions were to buy it for that amount and, and whatever, let's say we didn't negotiate the price, you, you want it out for another reason, cooling off, walk away. But because we're in the cooling off, we're also in the position of power and we're able to negotiate because of this mis- and misrepresentation. It's off and yeah, yeah. Correct. And I'm pretty sure the 10 grand that you get off that would have been below potentially one of the other offers, but then they, they risk that if they, you know, um, if if we pull out or whatever or they, you know, whatever wants to happen, they want to take another offer like that, maybe that purchaser isn't gone, maybe available. Gone, maybe something gone. else, yeah. Different, different areas that you've saved money is, is, <laughs> is on the negotiation of the rubbish that the tenant left. In And this is so underrated, but the early access to any property, if you can get it, like if anyone out there is is for an investment for investment purposes, if you can get early access and you can reduce your holding costs and that thing sitting empty, gold. So by doing that, and then also purely by the due diligence of matching up the deposited plan with what was advertised and that discrepancy, you're able to save the ten grand there. So I appreciate that. Appreciate your efforts. <laughs> but in a nutshell. How a good conveyance that can save your money. What was the first one? Land tax, negotiating the adjustment. Negotiation of the land tax adjustment. Second? Negotiating the penalty clauses. Penalty clauses, all that kind of things. Putting in and out, pulling, putting into that contract and pulling out things that are beneficial to you as the vendor or purchaser. Yeah, knowing the, the stamp duty concessions being up to date with what the New South Wales government is offering. Yep, up to date, ahead of it. Ahead of the game. And then last, what do we have as a vendor? As a vendor, we had making sure all the prescribed documents are attached to the contract um, and making sure the GST withholding requirements are met. Perfect. Mm. Melina, I appreciate your time again. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why and how a good conveyancer can save you money on your purchase price. Not something you want to skip, skimp out on. Pay peanuts, get monkeys. 
these guys are definitely worth their weight in gold conveyances. Melina, thank you so much. I appreciate the second episode and joining us on the podcast. I'm sure it's going to be the first of the second of many more. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs>